What's up, everybody? It's Vito Presto with Man's Greatest Adventure yet again. Hope you all had a nice break. Um, I do a little intro on the recording, so I'm going to keep this one short. But basically, we got Mark Carbonara back on. Uh, we're talking about relationships. So it's more of a topical conversation, but there's a lot of value here for guys, for gals, old, young. Um, seriously, if you know anybody who's in a toxic relationship or just out of a relationship or someone who's single and kind of wandering around, this is a great episode um to be intentionally single and grow um so if you know anybody who needs to hear it or if you needed to hear it or whatever share it um subscribe to the podcast you can subscribe on itunes spotify anywhere share this with everybody you know um it's good it's all good stuff so we got mark on great conversation a lot of value let's go What's up, everybody? Welcome back. We took ourselves a nice little hiatus for a couple of weeks over the holidays. Hope everybody had a nice, safe, enjoyable holiday. If you're in the Midwest, staying warm. If you're in the West Coast or the South, we don't like you, but that's okay. We love you, but it's just really It's freezing here. This week, it's supposed to be like negative eight as a high on Tuesday or something. Did you see that? I thought it was a high of five. No, 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 no. like negative eight. No, 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 no. Check again. High of negative eight. Okay. Anyway, we got Mark Carbonara back <laughs> on here. And um, we got some awesome feedback from the last episode. What we're going to talk about today, for those of you who do, did not listen to the last um, podcast, Mark works hand in hand with um, college athletes and has a very um, tight grasp on what their lives are like, and he uh, mentors hundreds of kids every year. And um, what we're going to talk about today is relationships. So men in relationships, um, relationships with intimate relationships, friend relationships, family relationships, the ins and outs. Um, But specifically, you wanted to talk about being intentionally single. Yeah, I think there's a few different parts of that. I think being in a relationship means a lot to a lot of guys, and I don't think that they necessarily understand why they want to be in a relationship or if they even should be in a relationship. They just feel like they need to be in a relationship, and there's a lot of times with young men that I work with that really need a time of singleness to figure out who they are before they get into a relationship. So did some talk a little bit about that. Yeah, did something happen this week that made you bring it up or every week of my life (laughs) every week of my life this comes up on a regular basis but yes had a couple conversations today a few yesterday specifically about folks who i mean all different scenarios but i think anywhere from uh folks who are struggling to um folks who are struggling who are not in a relationship and feel like they are not being the college guy or the young adult that they should be because they're not in a committed dating relationship. There are folks who are recently out of a dating relationship and are trying to figure out how to cope without being in that relationship, whether they were the person who ended the relationship or were the person who was broken up with. Um, Where does um, moving on take place? Mm -hmm. When's a rebound? When's moving on? Um, And then what they need to work on in themselves if they were the ones that maybe ended it because it just wasn't going the way they wanted to sure kind of talking a little bit about all those things and how it can affect your um, physical being it can affect your um, spiritual mental sexual wherever it is Um, those sort of things in relationships really have a huge effect on our minds and our psychology so yeah well just just thinking about that um when i was obviously i had a girlfriend my first serious girlfriend i would say my my only serious girlfriend um Started dating the end of high school, and then, I don't know, junior year, I think we broke up. Um, but yeah, what you're saying, intentionally being single, I had no idea how to, how to cope with it, or like yeah. you know, and I think it's I think it's hard for guys. I know my guy friends, we're we're very close, and we talk, and we can get deep and stuff, but we don't really talk about that stuff. So when we did break up, it was a lot of like, oh, let's just go out and have a good time and drink and get drunk or whatever, but. I think as men, we for, I don't think we forget, but we try to suppress the Absolutely. fact that like, you know, we have emotions too. And like, yeah, mm-hmm. this does suck. Yeah. And, um, I think it's easier for 
girls and, and women for when they have that camaraderie with their girlfriends, whatever that they can be sensitive, be vulnerable. And it's okay. Where guys kind of like when I broke up with my girlfriend, I was heartbroken, obviously. Right. With the first serious girlfriend, but you can't say that at the time I didn't say it, you know, I just kind of, mm-hmm. you just push it down, you suck it up, you go out and you pretend like everything's okay and you you know you do your your drinking and partying so much damage oh it's terrible yeah it's terrible i mean looking back it it was terrible i was like hooking up with girls that you should i didn't care about you Mm -hmm. know and then you're just putting yourself in terrible situations give yourself more baggage to deal with later yeah so what is it i mean what what would you say is your what have you seen yeah what's like what's what's the most common response to to guys when they and get out of a relationship. Sure. I think that's not, there's not an answer to that question, right? Cause there's not a more common. I think there are a few common responses because every guy is different and every situation is different. Mm-hmm. I would say the majority and most common overall is that guys do exactly what you just described. They get out of a relationship. They're like, no, it's okay. I'm good. Kind of go through the stages of grief, right? They have some denial of like, it's even not denial that they're broken up, but denial that it, is affecting them right mm-hmm. and so they they get told you know like oh dude it's gonna be okay let's just let's go out this weekend let's hang out like let's go drink let's find you someone to rebound with like oh you just got to find another girl and you will be just fine right there's all those things that well-meaning friends tell their buddies right mm-hmm. tell their friends to do um and i always say that a true friend and a true brother will be the person that sits you down and says first of all dude like don't drink your emotions away like I'm going to stop you from talking to that girl the night after you get broken up with, right? That is what a true friend is. And we can have, you know, 10 other podcasts on (laughs) what true friendship and brotherhood means. But, um, I would say it's usually suppression and denial. And so like, no, 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 I'm good. Like, yeah, it sucks, but it's, it's whatever. Like I'm going to be fine. Cause you kind of have to tell yourself the lie and keep repeating it until you believe it. And I would say the number one thing that I see is destructive decision-making. So whether that be, if you're a student stopping to go to class or not doing your assignments, sleeping all the time, immersing yourself into something to to shut up the voices in your head, playing mm-hmm. video games all the time, getting really hardcore in the gym, um, getting involved with another person, even if it's not even physically, but emotionally, um, or, or just being angry and irritable all the time. And I think there are a million things your body is and mind are coping with, right? Getting out of a, especially a long-term committed relationship. But- I would say the most common responses are guys not getting that support from their friends and movies and media teach us that when you get broken up with, you go on a bender and yeah. you, your friends, there's no appropriate quote unquote response other than like, yeah, she sucks. Like, no, you're too much. You're too, you're too good for her. You yeah. don't, for, you, forget, forget that girl. Whatever, right. Right. You know? And I think, I mean, even thinking about, you know, current music that's out right now. Right. I think there's a couple songs that say like, you know, I don't even know the guy that sings the song, um, <laughs> but it's, it's like, let's, let's drink and forget the night. We'll find another, like, that's, that's what buddies tell you to do. Yeah. Like you need to forget her. You need to go out and you need to do that. Um, and that is just so damaging and so toxic because in those moments, you're, there are still consequences and you still have to deal with those consequences later in life. And you're not representing a lot of the time, your true character. And a lot of guys don't realize that they act like the worst version of themselves oh, yeah. as soon as they are out of a relationship and then expect to somehow find their way back to being their good self, which yeah. doesn't always happen unless you learn how to cope and learn how to deal with it. Well, and you can say too that, I mean, in my opinion, we're here on earth to be in relation with others. Right. So like in the some re- capacity, sure. Yeah. And I, I think like especially intimate relationships, when you find someone that you're like as a man, you can be vulnerable with, you can open up to, you can be whatever. Everything that you can't be with your guys, you you are with this with this intimate person, with this girl, with whoever, and then you lose that and now you're you kinda have that it's it's scary, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, what do I do? It's sort of a, a loss of identity, but more a loss of um in my, in my experience, in my opinion, like, like purpose, you know, where it's sure. like you are connected on such a deep level and then you don't have that connection. Sure. You're still connected with your, with your buddies or you're connected with your family, but in an intimate relationship, like that's a huge loss. Yeah. And then in our culture, we're like, suppress yeah. it, put, push it down. Absolutely. Cause and, you're not allowed to feel right. And then like you're saying, you know, we kind of are our worst versions of ourselves 
I would say we do things that are out of character. Mm -hmm. You know, you would do something that's like, I need to do something different because what I was doing obviously wasn't good enough or wasn't anything enough, whatever. You go to an extreme. Right. And you kind of go the opposite way. So what's, what in your, in your experience, in your opinion, like what's something that, that you would, you would, when, when your, when your mentees come to you and they say like, Hey, I just broke up with my girlfriend and I'm, I'm off, I'm off the cliff right now. Like, I don't know what to do. What do they do? Well, what do you, what do you guide them to do? What do you you suggest them to do? Yeah. So I think one of the best things that I tell people to do is you really have to start coping early on, right? But allow yourself to be mad in the beginning. Allow yourself to be sad. Allow yourself to, to feel. I think what most folks don't do is, is allow themselves that grace, right? So you said you feel a loss of purpose. I think that's a you thing, right? And I think a lot of guys would do that. I think a lot of guys, it's an ego hit if you get broken up with, or even if um, you believe the narrative that you have to be dating someone for you to be a successful guy, right? And one of the definite things I want to talk about is is the single people out there who are never called to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, so a lot of these guys see their identity in their relationship. So then they start thinking, well, all right, well, am I, are we, am I going to lose friends? Am I going to lose this? What are people going to say? Well, her friends are going to start talking about it on me or, you know, whatever it is. And I would actually say that this goes across um, orientation lines. I think whether that be um, same-sex partners or heterosexual couples, I think the, the concept of breaking up is um, very, very similar in how people cope. Um, and I think that what I would talk to people about is taking some time to really figure out, like, you learn, my, one of my thoughts is, and I'm not the only one who says this, so this is not my original thought, but you learn something from every single relationship that you are in that makes you the person you are today. And I tell the guys that all the time. So, you know, ah, I, you know, it was the dumbest relationship. I shouldn't have ever been with her for that long. No, don't say that. There might be baggage you have to work through and there might be scars that you have now. But what did you learn about being the best boyfriend slash partner slash husband, whatever your goal is? in that relationship Mm. or what did you learn about who you want to be with or not be with from that person? Mm. I really, I, one of my, one of my best friends, um, as we were going into college, started dating this girl. She was probably the prettiest girl that ever wanted to be with him. He wasn't someone who dated a lot and she went and started talking to him and he was just so excited about it, right? They, I think they went to prom together and then started dating throughout college. She decided that he was not dressing the way he want, she wanted him to, right? He could have been, she was very trendy and he was very much athletic. Like he wore, yeah, yeah. you know, gray sweatpants and, sure, and yeah. basketball <laughs> shorts every day. And so she completely redid his entire wardrobe Within the next year, he was getting trendy haircuts and you know going out to nice restaurants and just she molded him into the boyfriend that she wanted, mm. and he was almost puppy dogged at that point. And he was like, "Yeah, anything you say, this is great. I'm with this beautiful girl who's so great." And after a couple years of us all telling him that, right, they ended up breaking years. years. Oh, they were years. together for years. Um, he was happy for most of it, and then I think realized at some point, and they ended up breaking up. Um, and a couple, probably a couple years later, we were talking as he was about to get into another relationship and he sat me down and said, Hey, I realize how just kind of controlled I was in that relationship. And I don't think I can ever be with someone that just demands things from me. Like this relationship has to be give and take. Like Mm -hmm. I just can't, I've learned myself as a, as a guy and as a person, I need to be able to say like, no, I don't want my hair cut like that. But he was almost what what would be in the modern day version of like whipped, right? He was Mm -hmm. completely whipped. And I think it was very, very interesting because as I, this is my best, one of my best friends in the entire world. The first time I met his girlfriend, now wife, I was talking to her. We actually met downtown at a Cubs game Mm -hmm. that we had seats to up in the 300s. There were like 30 people in the whole section. And so we sat by ourselves and we were just talking and I, she asked something about, um, you know, what are things that he, are like triggers for him? And I said, um, you know, being controlled and being told what he can and cannot do um, very adamantly. And she started laughing. She said, we got in an argument last night. And I said, about what? She said, about you. And I said, we hadn't even met yet. She said, right, but tomorrow night I'm leaving. I'm going back to wherever they lived. And he said, we we're going to hang out with you. And I said, 
and she tells me, I said, babe, it's my last night here. You should really be hanging out with me. And she's like, all of a sudden he got really upset and was like, no, we're going to hang out with Mark. It's my last night seeing him. I only see him a couple times a year. And she's like, I've never seen him get defensive about that. And I said, right. Well, what you don't understand and the baggage you've never seen is that his ex-girlfriend used to tell him, I don't want you hanging out with the guys. You're going to hang out with me and my friends. And he was almost banned from talking to us when she was around. So yes, you just triggered something that he had from his previous relationship. Yeah. And she was like, I'm not joking that. Fix, that makes me think of so many things we've gotten in arguments about that I never had any idea about. And I was like, yeah, be aware of that. But for him, right, and going back to the whole purpose of the story, that's what he got out of his bad relationship right. was that he knew that he had to have an equal voice with his partner in the relationship and that what he had to work through was that she was just giving him ideas. But every time she would say, no, you know, you shouldn't do that. He took shouldn't as a directive and then flashed back because he never dealt with how he felt in his first relationship. Yeah, yeah. And so I think most of the time I tell guys, right, you need to start identifying, well, it's fresh in your mind. Where are your wounds? Like, what are the things that this person did that hurt you? And let's be honest, you made big mistakes. What are the big mistakes that you've made throughout this relationship mm -hmm. that you can grow on? And I'll have guys even make a list of saying, hey, what are the things, why were you a good boyfriend and why were you a bad boyfriend? Did you move too quickly? Did you focus more on your physical or your emotional? Or sometimes I'll have guys who are very spiritual and, you know, they completely didn't have a spiritual portion of that relationship. Okay, mm -hmm. what was that? And almost start looking at rationalizing. At the end of the day, when I look at this list, like this actually wasn't a healthy relationship I was in. Yeah. Yeah, man, that was never going to work out, but it was still. You learn. You learn from right. it. And so if that's making you a better guy then it's totally worth it. And so yeah. I think that's a lot of the time um, where I, I guide guys right afterwards. Yeah. Well, letting them know that it's totally okay to feel uh, the entire spectrum right. of emotions. Well, I, I think, and they, it's, it's a cliche, but the biggest failure is to, is to not learn anything at all or to not, to not grow from any situation. So it's okay to be in bad relationships. It's okay to have bad experiences. But if you identify that you're in a, a shitty relationship and you do nothing about it well that's not okay right? right but if you go through a bad breakup or whatever and you don't learn anything from it that's not okay either but if you do learn from so something from it if right. you can like you're saying sit down with a good friend not just someone who's like hey let's go get messed up and forget about it because forgetting sure. about it isn't forgetting about it no you just suppress it and it's band-aids on a bullet hole. right it, it's not it never ends well <laughs> But if you can sit, yeah. if you could sit with a buddy, if you could sit with a mentor, or whatever, and say, okay, this relationship sucked, and then like you're saying, well, identify it, look at it, try to grow, you know, if you, if you're, and that's with anything in life, though, right? You know, so you get but, fired from a job, same thing. You, oh, absolutely. You what know. did I do? What could? What did I want? What were my values? Why was I having such a crappy attitude right. at work or in this? Since we're talking about relationships, like, yeah, own what, own the role you played as well, and then. Think about it and identify yeah. what did I what I do. I think one thing that while you were while you were talking, one thing that came up to me was, um, I was in a, a toxic relationship for a while. <laughs> as soon as I was talking, I was like, I don't know if he's gonna bring this up. So I was in a crappy relationship. For those of you who don't know, but the one thing I don't know what I heard or how it is exactly, but you're gonna keep repeating the same mistakes until you learn what you need to learn mm -hmm. so i would keep going into things not knowing why i kept going into it not knowing what i needed to learn but the lesson was always there i just didn't see it yeah so for guys if you're in a crappy if you're in a bad relationship like one be honest with yourself you're in yeah. a bad relationship it's okay but be honest with yourself reach out to somebody see how you can learn what you need to get out of this relationship because for me i had conversations with you i mean we talked a bunch and it was like yeah. i felt so trapped in my own mind she never was like oh you can't leave me or anything like that right. but i felt a responsibility to care to care right and um but my lesson was that it's not my responsibility but right. i needed to go through hell multiple times in order to realize back and forth right? that lesson so that that lesson was for me and i didn't see it until years later but again like you're saying you grow from every bad relationship absolutely so 
and guys, I would say, guys out there, you, you, you will you will grow from this if you choose to right. grow. Because some guys are like, oh, f that, you know, she she's this and that, and she did this and that, and you can mm-hmm. put all the responsibility, all the blame on her. But you're not going to grow. And guess what? Your next relationship is going to be extremely similar. It's going to repeat itself. to this one until you learn your lesson. Right. And I think besides in that relationship for you realizing that you needed, you know you needed that. I think one of the things you learned about, I always tell guys, figure out what this person did or did not do and how that reflects on your kind of perfect partner, whether you believe that. I think looking at that relationship for you and the woman you're about to marry, right? I think the one thing you figured out about the person you want to spend your life with is you need to be with someone who is independent and does not play the victim. Mm -hmm. And I think in your bad relationship, it was you were never told you had to care about her in, in for all of the things that she was going through, but it was, you're the only person I'm telling these things to. I, I don't know how to help myself. I need you to help me. Yeah. So then you were almost given the hero complex of like, I need to save the day because she doesn't have the ability to save herself. Oh, and I think that was exactly what it is, where you look at Liz, who you're with right now, who loves you. You guys are beautifully um, healthy, dependent on each other, but you could go away for three weeks and Liz is going to live her best life. Right. Oh yeah. And I think even Liz going, granted just to let everybody know, she's not like, she's not like extremely organized and has everything planned out. Like we, we fight and I feel as sometimes as if I need to come to her rescue. Absolutely. But then I think, I, I think of her life, let's say like her life resume, like she's done so much by herself and like travel the world. And it's like, you, I, for me, I have to have confidence in her and I do have confidence in her because she continually shows like, hey, I can do this. But yeah, like you're, like you're saying in my last relationship, it was that, hey, I can't do this and I don't know how to. And right. you're the only one that knows this stuff. Right. So like you said, yeah, for sure. And I think a lot of guys are in that situation where it's like, definitely. And we love it as men. We love it to be the hero. Why and, not? And, and to hit the other side for the, the ladies that are listening, don't feel like this is one-sided, right? Like men do that to women all, all the, the time. time. Women want to get the guy that they can they can fix, right? That's one of, not all women, but that's one of the things that a lot of women go through is you start dating the bad boy or, or whoever, and you want to be the one that, you know, brings him back to the good guy you know yeah. who he is. So this isn't, you know, a... Uh, uh, male and female who's in the power and who's in the one saving i think yes as men there is this complex of i can care for you i feel like i need to be the one to to fix it to fix this and i think as women the mindset is you can't do this yourself let me show you how to do this because my life's together let me bring you into the good and i think it's on both sides of the uh the dating spectrum and but rarely will you see it it's usually one or the other in those kind of relationships you wouldn't see it where um but there are when you hit relationships where both people are that much of a mess, that's where you hit the sort of catastrophic toxic relationship. Well, I'd say that that's more of like the delusional market where you kind of have Absolutely. two people who are dating each other who have no idea that the other person exists and they're kind of just yes. <laughs> playing their own game yeah. in, the, in the relationship. But those are fun to watch from the outside. From the outside, as long as they're not mine. Yeah, and as long as there's no weapons or dangerous sharp <laughs> items around, I think safety first. I think it's always fun. Yeah, but um, so I would say that that's a big thing. Um, the breaking the current narrative of um, rebound hookups and moving on too quickly. The number one thing I see in guys is we have no ability to be lonely and loneliness can be physical, emotional, or um, even, I mean, it can be a lot of things, right? Some almost like mental in the sense mm-hmm. of just having someone, one of the hardest parts about, as I talk to guys who are in long-term committed relationships they miss the physical as as humans but what they miss is that is the one person and you alluded to this in the beginning who they're most honest and authentic with so i'm talking to someone all day and i don't feel that stereotype or pressure that like you and i can't be having as guys texting throughout the day just talking about our lives and what's going on and how's that most guys wouldn't do that like nah, that's too much in the feels for me and my bros right right and so but the girl i'm talking to my girlfriend or person i'm dating in this scenario yeah we're talking about feelings all day how are you oh, i'm really pissed at work my boss did this oh, i'm so frustrated blah blah you can share almost anything i'm not feeling good so who do you say that to if you're used to having those conversations all day snapchatting right. all day texting all day when you're not in a relationship 
you don't feel validated. You don't feel loved. You don't feel lonely or you don't, you just feel lonely. And right. I think that is one of the hardest things that I hear from guys is that, well, I don't know what to do with my time. Like my, I look at my phone all the time and she's not texting me. And I would say almost every single time I, I talk to guys, they have started talking to a good friend from back home, a female. Mm-hmm. They've started like talking to this one friend who's just there. And I tell them like, Hey, if this is nothing you're going to rebound with, right? Like understand you are emotionally becoming dependent on this person Mark. to become your person. <laughs> I used to go, <laughs> I, <clears throat> I'm sure I'm not alone. I hope to God I'm not alone on this, but I used to go on like Tinder or Bumble or whatever and just talk and it's, not, not like no intention to, 100%. Meet, up, to meet up with these girls. But, like that feminine, someone's listening you know like conversations uh-huh. you can't have with, with yeah. your guys dude and then they'd be like oh let's go and then they would be like oh this guy's super open and like <laughs> let's like, go out You're yeah, like, ghosting. I'm like, yeah i'm like no way am i going meeting someone on tinder i had a guy today uh talk to me about this exact thing he is very very in a in a bit of an being intentionally single i don't think he's fully committed yet but he is not looking to be in a relationship he knows he's got stuff he needs to work on and focus on and um, I asked how he was, and he said, I don't know, I'm, I'm just feeling super lonely. And I said, okay, um, you know, how are you doing that? He's like, you know, I gotta, I'm going out with the guys this weekend. Um, he's a little bit more of an introvert, so it's something yeah. he's dealt with. And then I said, are you talking to any girls? Because his thing is he always finds a female to make him feel better about himself. And he's like, not like talking, talking. And I said, uh, I love when you double up words to make a different meaning. And I was like, so what are, who are the girls that you're like talking with that you're not talking, talking yeah. with? And he said, he said, well, you know, I'm on some, I'm on some apps and I, or I spent some time on some apps and there are uh, 12 girls currently that I'm like actively talking to on Snapchat because younger generation, number one thing they do. Right. And so I said, what do you mean you're talking to them? He's like, no, we just like, we talk all day. There's like harmless flirtation, but like, we just talk all day. I said, do you know any of these people um, like in person? And he's like, a couple are like friends from high school that I haven't seen in years that we just sort of like reconnected Mm -hmm. or, but most of them are just kind of like random people who I'm talking to. I said, are you going to go on dates with them? He's like, no. And I said, (laughs) why are you doing that? He's like, one, it makes me feel good about myself. And he goes, and two, they sit there and they're like, oh, I saw your picture. You're so cute, blah, blah. He's like, every day I don't feel good about myself. I just open up my Snapchat, snap a girl, a picture of me, and I get I, out of those 12, I'll get 10 responses like, wow, you're looking good today. Oh, my gosh. He's like, I know what these girls want. He's like, they ask me regularly, like, are we going to go out, things like that. And I'm open with them. Like, yeah, I'm not really looking for that right now. Um, and we're not doing anything. I'm really just looking to talk. Yeah. Um, and I said, bud, you need to be sufficient doing like if your ego needs to be fed that much, you obviously have some self-esteem issues that you need to work through. So start trying to be a little bit more by yourself. If you can only get your happiness through other people, especially people you actually don't know, then you need to figure out how to to achieve happiness by yourself. Well, that's what crazy in, in today's world too, with, with just this ability to quote unquote connect with anybody at any time is like, it's so easy not to connect with yourself or to not figure out or Mm -hmm. like get in touch. And this is like, again, this is stuff that as men, like just now my body kind of changed. Like we're talking about this stuff where it's like, yeah, this is stuff that we don't talk about as Mm -hmm. men, but yeah, you do need to get in touch with who you are, what you want, what you see your future as, what you want in a partner, how you want to feel feelings, you know, let the Feelings. feelings come up. Um, but yeah, because especially nowadays, we're like that, like that guy was saying, he could just go on Snapchat and be like, "Hey, get these uh, confidence boosts right in a, in a second. It's a shot of confidence anytime yeah. you need it. But it's not genuine and it's not sustainable. Right? It's it's absolutely not lasting. It fades so quickly. Right? Oh it's, yeah. I always say it's like a, it's like blowing bubbles. Right? Like they're really cool, but only for ten seconds. Right? And then they get they pop or get you know mm. they go away. Right? You can see something really really cool. Or you can blow up a balloon, less shiny, less cool probably than a bubble, Mm -hmm. but it's going to last a little bit longer, right? And so that's the sort of thing where, where are you investing your time? And and that's maybe where I want to segue into this concept of being intentionally single. Intentionally Um, single. This is something where I'm not going to trademark this right now because I'm sure somebody else has. No, we're trademarking. And if they haven't, 
I need a copyright lawyer on this to, to contact us. Well, it's on the podcast, um, so people hear it, they know you made it. Yeah, sure. Great. Um, but it's something that I really um, have watched a lot of um, speakers talk about, and I've read some books um, specifically about singleness and um, whether that be singleness for a period or singleness um, for a lifetime, right? Like I think whether you are a person of faith and the Bible talks about people being, you know, called to be single, right? And um, David in the Bible, um, I'm sorry, no, Paul, I'm sorry, in the Bible was single his whole life, right? So there's some biblical reasons for that. There's other folks who just say like, I don't know, I just never felt like getting married. I don't feel like having mm -hmm. kids. Um, a, a personal, right? That's something that I get all the time. I'm this sort of person that talks to guys all the time about their lives almost always happens about relationships and people always say, you're really, really good at helping me with my relationship. Uh, who are you dating? And mm -hmm. I say, I have no desire to date anyone right now. And if that changes in my life, cool, but I am really good. Just, just being me right now. And I get probably 10 times a week. Someone says like, are you sure I have someone I want to hook you up mm -hmm. with? Mm -hmm. Hard pass. Thank yeah. you though, because that's not what I'm looking for and I'm not interested in that. And so I think it's it's different than just like choosing a single life or a single period and then being intentionally single. And I would say that to me is when you are actively so usually out of a relationship, I'll say like, hey, you need to take some time, right? Mm -hmm. To be single. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm gonna take some time to be too single. That's great. What are you doing during that time right. to make yourself better so that when you get back into a relationship you're a better person than right now because you can stop your relational self, go do your thing, stay single for three or four months and then start dating someone. And all you do is pick right back up to where I'm the guy that got broken up with mm -hmm. or broke up with someone. And I haven't dealt with any of my stuff yet. Right. This intentionally single takes work and effort. It takes work and effort. And and it's, it's, it's hard, right? Cause it's lots of feels. Right. And lots just because you, feels. just because you can't get a girlfriend doesn't mean you're intentionally being single. That's true. Right. That is true. But it's also a great time to be intentionally single, oh, yeah, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. So when I talk about intentionally single, that means – and I'm not – again, I heard this once um, in, in a, a speaker who was saying this. But the second that you really, really commit yourself to being intentionally single, the person who you believe the love of your life is will definitely walk past you and try to enter your life. That is the first temptation. And I tell guys this all the time. And 80 to 90% of the time in the first two or three weeks, they're like, bro, the most beautiful – five, eight, this side, <laughs> this color hair, this color eyes, this would just hit me up. Mm -hmm. Say no. If they're the perfect person for you, they will be around at the end yeah. of this uh, period that you've committed to. Right. And I think that's the biggest test. 99.9% .9 of the time, they are not there at the end of it because they weren't the right person. Right. But your mind is so hyper-focused on what if the perfect person comes around? Well, I've committed to not even entertaining the fact that yeah. I would, you know, talk to someone. And I, I think intentional, um, being intentionally single includes not talking to anyone in that way, right? I, I, you can decide that on your own. Like you can talk to females if you have female friends. Obviously, you are still in communication with people, yeah. but you're not actively seeking flirtation or you're not feeding your ego and you're not kind of um, getting what you need to feel better from mm -hmm. somebody else. It's all got to come from you. Um, you start doing those lists, right, of figuring out what is – what is it that I need to work on? What is it that I wasn't good at? What was it that I am really good at, right? Because you also have to sell yourself when you're in a dating relationship. And then part of that is what did that person not do well that I want to make sure? Kind of update, as you would update your resume, you update your checklist for your perfect partner, right? So like I need someone who is self-sufficient. Yep. What's interesting is coming out of a relationship where you had someone who was so codependent or just let's just say dependent, mm -hmm. I would say self being able to be self-reliant actually became a huge turn on for you and a huge thing you looked for in somebody because it was the opposite of one thing that you didn't like about your past relationship. Mm -hmm. Right. But to, to generate, to actually know that about yourself is important because as you are getting to know someone that guides the questions that you ask, right? Like, so what do you do? Have you ever traveled by yourself? You know, like things like that. Right. It makes you more keenly aware. And so figuring out who that partner is and how you can become the best version of yourself. And then the rest of the, that journey, however long you decide or needs to be, is depicted from all of those things, right? So what do I need to do? Well, she always told me I'm a terrible communicator. Like I never text back. She's right. I like never, never text back. I look at it. You know, I, I read them, but like I don't know why. Mm -hmm. All right, well, like here's a book or a TED Talk or something that I want you to read about the power of communication or like, hey, this is this book, like men are from Mars, women are from Venus. It talks about the different communication styles of men and women. 
you should read that. I think you would get a lot out of it, right? Yeah. Um, or, you know, it could be as simple as like, there's this movie that's out that actually touches on this. It's really important, right? And so having guys sort of talk about or, or do their own sort of self-reflection and mm-hmm. research, um, for other times, it's, it's jealousy, right? Why are you jealous? You are jealous because jealousy rooted in, in relationships is because you don't have confidence that you are good enough for that person. It all stems from self-confidence issues and self-esteem. So if you are so jealous every time your partner talks to somebody that you think is maybe better looking than you or whatnot, you need to start working on yourself 99% of the time. This has to include you working on yourself. But And that might be coming to terms with who you are, maybe getting back into shape, maybe... Um, you know, she always used to tell me that I'm not going anywhere. Great. What's your life plan? Yeah. Figure out what you're doing. Go to school. Is there some truth is in there it? Some, there is, there's almost, and so that's what we talk about, right? Or I have people kind of reflect on is, all right, there's probably some semblance of truth in everything that they used to complain to you right. about. What is it? Granted, there are some complaints that are just like, totally you're, unwarranted. you're just complaining to complain. Absolutely. But you do have to take. But I would say those complaints either tell you something about yourself that you need to change or it tells you something about the, your partner that you don't want to be with the, a, a kind of trait in that partner. Mm-hmm. Like she's completely irrational and she yells at me for the littlest things. Okay, so maybe you don't want to be with someone who's super like nitpicky and very, right. very controlling, right? So it'll either help you better yourself or help you figure out who you want to be or not be with. Right, right. So uh, I'm taking notes. I see I, that. I know, you, I know you saw it. Um, so what would you say would be like the ABCs of being intentionally single? I think this has a lot of value. So yeah. I'm, I'm taking notes because I'm going to put on the on the notes, the the talk notes or whatever you call them. Ooh, this is off the top of my head. Okay. I would say you're talking about like rules or things no, you no, have no, to no. do. No, no, no. Just like intentionally single. What would be the ABCs of like, hey, I just got out of a relationship. Like, and then you're telling me, hey, Vito, I trademarked this thing. It's called, called intentionally, intentionally single. single. It, it really works. And um, I went through it personally. Yeah. And it, it does. I mean, it, the self And we talked about that stuff before yeah. I even came out with this, you know, there are, if there's right. guys who I've worked with listening, like there are a hundreds of you that I've done this with until I realized there was some there's commonality, yeah, right? Absolutely. I would say it is a, a time in your life when you are focusing holistically or completely on your holistic self, right. being who you are as a, as a partner, who you are as a, as a person or as a man. Um, and, who it is that will best complement who you are. And I think that takes a whole lot of deep self-reflection, deep external reflection on who you are and what you are and who is going to want you. And then it calls out the activities that you do every day and how congruent or dissonant they are to your true self. Yeah. One of the things that, um, this is actually a a pastor who quoted or kind of, I don't know if it's trademarked, right? But sort of quotes this is, um, be the person that, be the person who you're looking for is looking for, right? So I will have guys all the time. This is one of the things that gets me every time. Um, They're going out, they're partying, they're drinking, blah, blah, blah. They're doing all this. They're hitting on girls at the bar. And I say like, so, you know, relationships, are going to like, I'm never going to meet anyone at the bar. Okay. So that's where you're where, going. Where okay. You're going. That's where you're going. So cool. Well, no, I know the kind of girl that I want to meet is not the kind of girl at the bar. Okay. Or I have guys who are sleeping around and they're like, no, man, the kind of girl I know I'm going to end up with is going to be like a quieter girl who like hasn't been with a ton of people and like is going to be like super chill and not want to go out and rage at night. I'll say, cool. Do you know that your future love of your life could walk past you today and be like, ew, why would I want to date him? He's, he drinks five nights a week. I'm college kids, right? He's out drinking all the time. I know he gets around with a bunch of girls. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't, I hear he doesn't even go to class. Right. And he's kind of an asshole. I don't want to be with that guy. That is who that guy is portraying in his rebellious twenties, right? Or whatever high school. But deep down inside the guy that you really are is the guy she's looking for. Right. So guys always say like, no, no, no. I'm going to chill out as soon as I meet someone like, no, as soon as I meet the one, I'm going to stop all that. What if the one never stops and looks at you and walks past you every day and thinks you're a douchebag right. because that's how you're acting right now and never sees the person that who you truly are going to be when you get into a relationship. So become the person 
that you're who you're the person you're looking for is looking for right. right so if i'm looking for somebody who is kind gentle you know has a great reputation and is just known for being nice and funny you better be acting like that person because if you're acting like you know the stereotypical animal house fraternity guy that person's going to walk past you a thousand times and never even be like, oh, he's good looking. I could want right. him. Because they're not going to want who you are. Well, I think that has, there's a lot to say there too because I think as just as humans, like we do kind of what, what the crowd's doing, right? You're like, oh, our friends are going out, so we're going to go out. I know all of my friends individually have individual things that they really enjoy doing. Some mm-hmm. are very focused on working out and health. Some are very they, – they enjoy like going to the movies or – yeah drawing up innovations or inventions or whatever. And some just home improvements, right. cooking, whatever. But it is. when we're all together, we act like idiots. We go out. So I, I think it's, it's something to say though. Like when you are, when you go through this period of being intentionally single, one of the things you do is really hone in on yourself and like what you enjoy doing yeah, and what you just, how you want to live your life. And when you do that, when you're so focused on yourself and, and, and focus on like, all right, what's my best life? When I wake up, mm-hmm. how do I, what do I want to do? Do I want to go to, do I want to read a book? Do I want to make breakfast? Do I want to, what yeah. do I want to do? But when you hone in on that and focus on yourself and focus on being the best you, then that person who like you're going to best attract is going to see that like you're saying. Absolutely. Because you're no longer just like going through life or like, hey, let's forget this chick and go drink, even though it's not what you would normally do or yeah. what you want to do. As your, that's what you feel like you should right. do or need to do. I and the one thing I, th- I, have, I think that's with, with guys and girls though. It's like when, you, when you're like having problems with relationships and you keep getting stuck in the same cycle and you keep you're not learning your lesson. If you're not changing anything, if you're not like this is who I want to be. If you want to be the guy who is out every night, who's at every frat party, then you're gonna attract the girl that wants that mm-hmm. guy. Absolutely. But you got to live with that. Like if, if that's, who that's you what want, you want. Okay. Right, if that's what you want. Go for it. hundred percent. You? Yeah. You're good. You guys are 99% both good. 99% of the guys I talk with are acting one way and want something else. Yes. Like they literally, the, the, the imagery that I can give or the example I can give, right. Is they are the fraternity guy that wants to date the quiet reserved mm-hmm. honor student who's studying in the library. Well, bud, if you never walk into the library, you're never going to see her. Because <laughs> yeah, that's where right? she's at. And she doesn't go to the bar, and you don't go to the library, so how are you going to do that, right? And that's obviously stereotypical and, and extreme, but I think that's the number one thing is if guys are listening, here's here's your one thing. Don't wait to be the best version of yourself, right? And the best boyfriend, the best human, the best man, the best whatever it is. Even this can go into your spiritual life. This can go into your work life. One of the biggest issues that that Gen Xers, the people who are usually managers at this point, are saying about the younger generation, specifically millennials or um, even the kind of incoming folks who are in colleges, well, they're just they're they're waiting for their perfect job in order to be the best version of mm-hmm. themselves, right? Be the best version of yourself every every day, and and don't sell yourself short, right? Because like you said, if you are acting like the best version of yourself and you are happy with yourself and you are comfortable with yourself, I guarantee you, your phone is going to be blowing up. Oh. Because, oh, or I mean, that's when people. And it's amazing when I talk to these guys and they actually get to the point where they're like, I don't know, man, I'm not sure if I'm going to start dating. Like I, I figured this, you know, I figured this out. I figured this out. I figured this out. All of a sudden, I'll get this like, dude, out of nowhere. I have six different people talking to me. hundred percent. Every And I'm like, cool. Now here's the hard part. Put it off for another two weeks. See who stays around. Right. What? Stay focused. Like stay, stay focused. strong and who stay, you are. Right. If you're getting to the end point, yeah, your like final test in this, right, is that when you start, when you really start acting like it and you don't do anything and people are now attracting to you, the hardest part is then being like, all right, I'm still not fully ready so i'm not fully ready so i'm going to give it a little bit more time and the interesting part is out of those six girls who are talking to you five tend to fall away when you don't give them immediate interest and one really really cool person sticks around and just wants to be there for you if you're not ready and all of a sudden you're ready and you look at each other and you're like ah this could be a thing dude that's me and liz it is (laughs) (laughs) but what's nice though is that because i was just being myself and these guys when you go through this intentionally single phase when you do meet that girl, you don't have to change. Exactly. You don't turn into your buddy. You are your most like, authentic self. Right, right. And then you don't, you're not resenting each other. You're not like, nothing has changed because you were doing what you wanted to be. Mm-hmm. She loved it. And that, right. you know, and she stuck around after you said, I'm not doing that right now. Mm-hmm. And now you guys start talking, whatever. And 
you don't have to change and you don't, there's no like resentment. There's, there's no, whatever you just grow together and you become even better versions of yourself. Yeah. And you don't end up like your buddy who's like changing his hair and his clothes and right. losing his friends. And, and all. I mean, that and happens in, in some iteration. I see that on a regular basis. Guys go through these phases where they start dating someone and they become what that person wants to wants them to be. And they start getting so far away from who they truly are that when they, get broken up with or break up with that person, even if they finally wake up one day and they're like, this is unhealthy. I got to get out of this. And they end the relationship. It's like being stranded in the desert and not knowing where your home is. Like they don't know which way is which. Like they'll, I have guys come to me like, bro, how do I get to be the guy that you knew before I started dating yeah. her? Like, and I'll say like, you will never be that person because you have changed, but let's get you as close to home as possible. Right? Like you may not move into the same house, but let's get you in the neighborhood. Right. And I think, that is where the growth happens because so often guys don't know it to go north, south, east, or west, so they just wander. And there's this this plague in young men of of wandering, lost wandering around the desert, and that desert leads you into bars. It leads you into bad situations with substances. It leads you into casinos. It leads you Quick into fixes. it, it leads you into beds of people you don't yeah. even know. Right? It leads you into to apps just to feel good about yourself. It leads you into hating your job and shaving your head and moving across country because there's all these things mm. that are going to make you feel better. Every one of those is going to make you feel better for a second. Mm. And then when you move to England, the second time you see a girl, or the the second you see a girl and she looks at you, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm still not. Yep, because you never dealt with it, right? Right, and I think that is this wandering. Sometimes you need a little bit of it, right? But minimal to then get on a path to some sort of um, goal. Guys are goal driven. Right. Well, that, that's kind of what you were saying in the beginning too. Was like, yeah, go through the emotions. Yeah. Feel sad. Feel upset. Feel whatever. Go do what you got to do. But if you don't hone it in and you don't and you're not honest with yourself, you're not going to grow. So like, yeah, if you do need if you do need to go travel or you know what, I'm just going to turn my phone off. I'm going to go camping for a week, like whatever, go do it. But as long as you're honest with yourself, when that moment does come where you see a girl right? and you're, you, you hear that voice like, oh man, something's not like, I'm still not over max or Don't whatever. Don't push through it. Right. Be honest with yourself. Be like, okay, now I grow. Now I'm ready to grow. Where before it's like, go through the emotions. It right. sucks. Emotions but, are what make us human. Right. Even, but then the problem, the, the hardest part with toxic masculinity, which we talked about last time, and just this, this concept of feeling like we need to be the kinds of guys that we think we are, is like, we don't want to show emotion in front of other people for so much of our lives that we don't even want to show emotion with ourselves, which is so weird. scary. It is. You can be by yourself in your, in your room, in your car, in your house, and you start crying and you get mad at yourself for mm-hmm. even feeling no one's going to see you cry, no there, yeah. right? Like no one ever needs to know. You don't have to tell anyone if you don't want to, but you won't even allow yourself to feel yeah. when you're by yourself. And that, that is one of the biggest plagues of the modern American male. Yeah. So, and that get friends who you can talk to about that. Get a mentor, oh, get absolutely. just someone you could talk to. I mean, that's like, yeah, intimate relationships are great and you can be open and honest with, with these mm-hmm. significant others, but like our relationship, mine and yours are yeah. like, just get a get a relationship and it starts by just being honest with somebody and some guys are gonna be like oh bro you're gay and then i'm keep doing whatever they're doing oh no i don't know why you're talking to me about this but then there's gonna be that one guy who's like yeah man i feel you i'm in yeah. the same boat and then just keep talking keep right. opening and, up and it's amazing as you do the guys who say you know the the homophobic or inappropriate like dude don't be a sissy don't be like whatever they're saying those are the guys who are the most afraid of emotions, right? And so they've just gotten so far away from it. Like yeah. you said, they're so wandering that they don't even know. Yeah, to like, or they are hey, about to explode, and if you ask them about right. their emotions, they're going to start crying. So right. they get you far away, right? The harsher the response, the the softer they probably are mm-hmm. inside, or the the more hurt that they probably are, more lost that they probably yeah. are. And I would say that's one of the you know you said. Um, you know, find those people. If, if you are not able to have those legit deep conversations with your, with your friends, with your boys, um, I would say that you have a friendship and you are nowhere near breaching brotherhood. And I do, maybe that's another topic for another one is the kind of difference between friendship and brotherhood. Cause that's one of the things that I sort of, um, live by and, and teach on. But, yeah. um, the amount of times I'll, the guys will go away or they take a long drive or anything like that. We talked about communication styles with guys last time, but um, you'll be like, man, we got real deep. 
right? Like when guys say we got deep, what you did was just take your friendship to another level. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, no, like we were talking about relationships. Like, I don't know. We weren't just like screwing around and playing video games and doing that. Like, dude, we got deep. Like we talked about some stuff and you're like, I hear that. And it is literally choirs of angels to my ears. I'm like, yes, that is what, that is what brotherhood is. We were made to be in intimate relationships with all people right intimate in like emotionally intimate with people that is not just something you do with whoever you are attracted to you need to be able to have deep emotional raw conversations with your best friends your partner your family if you can do that you will be able to reach a level of emotional health and mental health that i think is something that people probably strive to get to but they don't know how to yeah well, and, and your your strongest relationships come out of that, right? Like, like you're saying, friends and brotherhood. And there, there's even a thing with um, life, or death, life or death situations where whoever you're experiencing with, you have an, an immediate, connection like, with. deep connection with. Mm-hmm. But that's just the vulnerability. Right. And you can do that without having to be in a life or death situation, Absolutely. right? You don't need a gun to your head to be like, hey, man, can we talk? You know, <laughs> like... Right. But you can have those those deep connection, and then your relationship. Yeah, if your buddy from childhood is like, honestly, man, I'm uncomfortable with this. Okay, well, then you just know, like, okay, we're just friends. That's not your person that's, right now. <laughs> right, right, that's that's not your brother. That's not someone who, who's gonna be there, in whatever, in anything. Right. right. But when you when you are able to say, hey, like, hey, I need to talk now, and then that person does come back and talks through with you. Right. You do have such a stronger relationship. Now your boys become men, right? And now you guys are up to bigger things, and your right. whole life just starts snowballing into more positive, right? Bigger, and I think so impactful. often guys don't know how to respond to that. But even if I had no idea what to say to you, and I was like, I could sit in that uncomfort or discomfort, I'm sorry, with you, and just say like, man, I'm not gonna lie, I have no idea how to help you, bro. That sucks. I'm sorry, right? Like. I feel like guys, if your friend approaches you, you have to think like, oh my gosh, I'm not, I don't know how to handle this. I don't know. I'm not a good in relationships. Why would I tell him how to be, you know, like mm-hmm. all of those things. Like I've never lost a job. Why would I talk to him about how he feels lonely or, you know, blah, blah, blah. It is just the act of being there and caring. You don't have to know what to say because you've now opened that door. And two weeks later, when you think of something, it's not weird to be like, hey dude, can we have an emotional, you're like, hey dude, following up on that conversation, like. I just watched this Ted talk and it was really, really yeah. good. Or a month down the road when your buddy goes through something, you're like, man, I had no idea what you were feeling. And I just got broken up with like, let's talk about this. Yeah. And so once that door is open, it's, it's really, really a hard door to close since we, the way I visualize it is we hold up all of our emotions. It's a floodgate. As soon as you open that with somebody, it is, it is just all the emotions coming out, right? Like you see weddings and funerals and graduation, any of those, you know, babies being born, anything where people cry, right? Happy tears, yeah, sad yeah. tears. There are people who can come up to you and say congratulations or my condolences or whatever. And you say, you know, like, thank you, thank you, thank you. And then there's that one person and you see each other and boom, you start crying immediately. Yeah. That is because the floodgates are open when you're with that person, right? right? And that's I have a no good ability. thing. That's such an amazing it's thing. It's a good thing. Like that that's is something we like that is a good thing. It's okay to cry. It's okay. It's it's good to be vulnerable. It's good Absolutely. to have that connection. It's not like if you cry you're showing weakness or whatever. No, and like not at all. Weakness, people who say that like anything is a weakness are del- in my opinion delusional. If you think that you are perfect or the strongest or you have no weaknesses then you're delusion not true like people who try to be perfect or try to show their perfect lives or try to be like oh no nothing's wrong or whatever it's like dude shut up like all of us have something that's going on all of us i read this week and this is like a cliche quote where i like but perfection is the is the enemy of peace right you can never be at peace with yourself if you are trying to be the perfect version of yourself because uh that doesn't exist yeah when they say too um I just heard someone say perfectionism is the mask of insecurity. Absolutely. So if you're like, oh, no, it's got to be perfect or whatever. It's like you're just insecure. You're, you're not wanting to. It's control-based. Right? right. Put that out or whatever. But this idea that, that weakness is or oh, mercy is weakness or crying is a weakness. It's like, yo, yeah, we have weaknesses, bro. Right, and like, like you're allowed to. This is a good thing because right. if I address my weaknesses and I can share that, then they have no more power over me. Mm-hmm. But if I'm sitting here pretending like. I'm the strongest, or I have to have everything together. I should be this or that. It's like, calm down, <laughs> pump your brakes a little bit. A little bit. You have weaknesses. That's good. Yeah. Because guess what? You're the person out there that's saying, 
yeah, I have weaknesses. The person out there who's like, no, man, I'm the best at this and I'm the strongest and I'm the fastest, whatever. It's like, yeah, okay, well, that person's delusional. Right. And they're not getting anywhere. And even if it seems like they are, it's all. It's going to come to a stop at some point. Oh, my God. It's going to crash and burn. Right. But if you're able to say, hey, yeah, I can cry. I can get vulnerable with my buddies, Mm -hmm. but I can still kick your ass if I needed to in a fight. So, like, (laughs) if you want to talk about weaknesses or, you know, whatever. Weakness and strength in a lot of different ways. Right, right. But, um,. Awesome. So we're coming up in an hour. Quick. Mm-hmm. Let's recap this. Okay. This is good stuff. Yeah. So intentionally single, trademark, Mark Carbonara. <laughs> I'll yes. Google it afterwards to see if we're going to get sued. But I, I, don't, I don't think so. I think you got it. We'll see. So intentionally single. It's that period. Here, I'll let you recap it. You recap it. Oh, I'm bad at recapping oh. everything. Uh, it, it's that period Just, where you are able to focus on yourself, do a lot of self-reflection to think about the things that went well in your previous relationship, went poorly in your previous relationship, what you did that you can improve on, what you did that you know is a strength of yours, what your partner did that is something you don't want to be looking for in a future partner, what your partner did that you need to have on your must-have list of someone that you need to be with. And it's a time for you to become very self-sufficient and comfortable and not dependent on others in order to become the most aware, authentic, true version of yourself because that is the person that the person who you are supposed to end up with is going to fall in love with. Who's going to look for. Yeah. Awesome. Any uh, activities? Get a mentor. Get a buddy to talk to. Yeah, you need to have folks to talk to. I would say um, journaling is so big, right? And there's like a million books out there, but journaling, um, reflecting some guys do, you know, meditation and yoga and do those things just to kind of get in a a more, um, relaxed mindset. I think some folks do a lot of reading. Um, I know folks who have sort of started talking in, um, you know, groups online where people are kind of talking about this sort of thing. Um, the hardest thing to ask is ask the people closest to you, what they thought about your relationship. Mm. Hardest thing is like, what did you think about her? What did, what did you think about me in that relationship? See, I have an Italian family. I didn't have to ask. Yeah. No. <laughs> They're like, you guys broke up? Well, here's a, here's a list of everything I like and don't like. Yeah. Right. But those people who supported you, I could have liked you, but hey, guess what, man? I need to tell you, when you guys go out, the second you get more than a drink or two in you, you kind of act like a jerk. Oh man, I never realized that. Yeah, here's 15 examples I can give you. Yeah. Well, man, why didn't you tell me before? I don't know. It seemed to be working for you all, so I didn't say anything. It's not yeah. my business, right? right? And so I think one of the toughest things is asking those people closest to you, like, give me your uh, unfiltered opinion, but don't do that until you can handle the response. I was going to say that, and that's hard to do too, to have yeah, the that's courage. That's not step one. That's, no, that's no. down the road. Yeah. And, well, and it takes everything that's going to happen in this uh, period of being intentionally single is going to be gut wrenching. Right. Yeah. Like it it's takes fun. It takes courage to face. It's a commitment. Yeah. It is definitely a commitment. Yeah. And it, and it, you will come out better on the other side. Mm-hmm. And hopefully if you do commit and you are intentional about everything that you do, um, and you do have some moments of courage to be able to ask close family and friends, to be able to yeah. look at yourself in the mirror and say, Hey, this is what I did in the relationship that I did and did not like. This is, uh, this is how I'm living my life right now. And it has no alignment with how I want to live my yeah. life. So, and that's, that's hard. That's hard to, to face yourself. So I'd say, um, be, uh, be compassionate with yourself mm-hmm. have some grace with yourself. Give yourself grace for sure. Um, you're not perfect. You have weaknesses. We all do just give yourself grace and, uh, it's a process. It is like you're saying there's a process. And one of my biggest mentors throughout graduate school told me, uh, some days you just got to trust the process. Yeah. Just the process is there. I know you want the end goal, but trust the process. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the things that when I get caught up in like, why is today the way it's done? I'm never going to be able to just trust the process. And that is something I tell myself daily. Yeah. (laughs) I I think, um, two, lastly, um, being intentionally single focus on the intentional part. This mm. isn't just being single to be single and being like, oh, yeah, I was a dick. Or, oh, yeah, I did that good. But no, be intentional. Focus. Right. Focus on being single. Focus on yourself. Focus on. And it's not selfish. If anything, the more you can it's focus on your, right? It's self-care. And then you're able to give yourself more 
Mm-hmm. It's self growth. It's right. self attention. It's, it's everything. It's, it is. It is as far from. I guess in some capacities you can say it's selfish because you're caring for yourself, but not in the current context of selfish. Right. It is. It is introspective. Right, it is right, looking right. inward, but it is all for a positive outward yeah. growth. I, I I know a guy who um, he parties a lot, or he goes to the club every Saturday night. Does the bottle service, whatever. Very smart. In school to be a doctor, all this stuff. Every relationship he's with, he's in is toxic. Goes from one girl to the mm-hmm. next. It's the same exact girl, different face, different name. Same exact person. Yep. Take the time when you're single. Just be intentional about it. Focus. And do the work. It's gonna. It, it's not easy. It'll pay off. But do the work and it'll pay off. Or you'll end up in an unhappy relationship for the rest of your life. Yeah, and that I mean that's people do that regularly, and then you end up sad. A lot of times, end up being alcoholic or, like you said, addicted to gambling, whatever. Just unhealthy habits come because you're not living your authentic life Mm -hmm. when you could have done the work. And even if you're older and you're newly single, divorced, maybe with kids, take the time. Absolutely, take the time. This isn't just for college kids. Timeless. Yeah. Um. Cool. Any last words of wisdom, Mark? No, man. I think this was uh, so good. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is something that, um, again, could be a seven hour podcast to talk about all of the different situations I've seen. But I think um, you just said it. It's hard, but I have never seen a guy go through it. And, and, And the promise I will give you is that I can't guarantee you your perfect partner will be waiting at the end of the tunnel. There are guys who come out of being intentionally single and decide, I want to be single for a very long time. Awesome. Uh, guys who realize they want something and they figure out what they want, but it's just not there for them right now. Okay. Or sometimes, yeah, that perfect person's waiting at the end of the, at the end of the journey. But I would say I've never seen a guy go through this and not say that was one of the best experiences I've ever gone through. I know, I now know what I want, whether it's a person, not a person, whatever. Um, I've never had someone say that was the biggest waste of nine months of my life or (laughs) three months of my life or whatever it is. So yeah, cool. Thanks Vito. I appreciate it. All right, gents. Let's get it.